Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening and downloading the podcast again. I'm back with Ranj Bawa on the Ranj Bawa podcast, uh, another quarantined edition, but we're back here to hopefully bring some joy to you guys as you're listening. Ranj, how you doing? I'm, I'm really well, Stu. Thanks for coming in today and again, um, being in this space. Like we said last time, we still got this social distance, which we want to keep respect of, but it's, it's great to see you um, again and to be with our listeners. And, you know, if you're a, a new listener, we really welcome you. And if you're someone who's been with us a number of times and you're returning, we're really grateful for you being with us again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, so as we move into the second kind of podcast on, in this weird times, what approach have you been taking? The fact that now we're mid-April, it seems like I've been at home for three months, but it's still only mid-April. But it seems like a lot of time has passed. A lot of people are getting antsy. It is amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, when you think back on, on the last podcast, we mentioned a lot of the developments really occurred around mid-March. And that was when, as we mentioned, the the sports leagues just prior to that had canceled and then school uh, pretty well across the land had canceled. And then things really started to unfold rapidly. And here we are, as you mentioned, close to mid-April, and it does seem like it's been a long time. A lot has transpired. And so, you know, Stu, coming into today, one of the services we want to provide for our listeners is just to give some more ideas and thoughts. You know, as everyone is going through it out there, we are too. And, you know, coming in for this podcast and thinking about what we wanted to share, I think it's continuing the conversation that's really powerful to give people a chance to really think about what their reality is, share some of ours, and hopefully, once again, together, we can continue to move forward on this. So one of the approaches I've taken, Stu, I've really taken this idea of the base camp mentality. You know, base camp is that you know, sometimes I, I look at the days going by and, and we've only really been at it a month. Granted, with all due respect, this virus has been you know, playing out for, for some months prior, but it's really taken off recently and it's been a lot of tragic consequences and people working very hard at the front lines. The approach to this base camp mindset really involves us taking care of ourselves. This When we first started these podcasts, we talked about self-care, self-respect, self-confidence, self-awareness. And this base camp idea is that we're we're at a lot of trailheads right now, and we don't know where they go. Yeah, it's pretty foggy and dark in those mountains, so to speak. You know, but when you have a base camp and you've got a strong fire lit, and you know where home is, so to speak, I think you have a higher shot at staying calm, staying connected, and moving forward. So, some ideas around a base camp mentality: one is just hydration at the very base level. That that may sound Simple, but I'll tell you, the the body and the mind go through so much when we're under stress. Cortisol elevates, you know, dopamine, sometimes serotonin can drop. Typically, we're doing the best we all can at getting exercise, but the reality is gyms are closed. Um, where we live here, it's been very snowy and icy outside. So getting out has been beautiful to see that winter wonderland, yeah. but not as easy to get out every day at every hour. So the reality is, is this level of hydration and keeping our rivers flowing inside of us allows us to stay calm, connected, and centered from a physiological standpoint. Because when you get hydrated, even a 10% dehydration stew can cause a high level of stress and discord in our minds and our bodies. It's something that I definitely realize about myself is uh, the days where you're where just, uh, you feel like you've done, you've accomplished everything you want to that day, but you can't go anywhere. And you're like, why do I feel so sluggish? And it's like, I haven't had any water today. Yeah. So that's, and that's the first thing I do is like, and then you instantly feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. And you think of any base camp, 
you got to have water on it. Yeah. Usually base camps were set up near rivers for a reason. Another element I've thought about is rest. And really, when I bring up the idea of rest, I wanted to introduce an idea called building transition zones into our evenings. And that means as you get close to your time of rest and bedtime, that we make every effort to create a transition zone into that time, be it quieting the news, putting down our devices, being still. Because a lot of times our emotions, our minds, those around us, if we live with people, even if we're by ourselves in our homes, there's a lot that goes through that top level. And so building a transition zone into bedtime, be it through meditation, through a gratitude journal, through making one phone call to someone that you love and just wishing them a good night can do wonders in terms of getting us transitioned into a resting mindset, which in turn strengthens our base camp mentality. Yeah, certainly one of the things I've struggled with has definitely been maintaining kind of a schedule for to sleep. Mm. <laughs> I definitely find myself, my mind starts going at night because I've, you know, I've been at home all day. So yeah. it's like, that's when you're, I tried to shut your brain off. And that's when I find meditation before trying to sleep has actually been really well for me. Very well said. It's yeah. amazing too, Stu, as how, isn't it amazing how the mind, how active the mind is? Mm-hmm. Like our brains are fascinating things like yeah. to, to see what they can do. And to your point, it gets on this story sometimes and it starts to transcend in late into the evening. Yeah. And I, I'll admit too, I've had a few nights where typically I'm able to get to sleep quite quickly and I found myself lying there till midnight. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say I'm definitely looping on anything, but undoubtedly there's something going on in there. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And so building these transition zones into rest is really important. Another one we've talked about is just moving our bodies. Walks are fascinating elements and it, it, it's a simple exercise. It's almost called the perfect exercise because you can move your body even within your home. If there's stairs in your apartment complex, if it's too cold to go outside or if it is beautiful, even if it's chilly and cold, bundling up, getting out there for walks, moving our body contributes to this base camp mindset because we are in a new landscape right now. So mentally, physically, spiritually, we've got to create one for ourselves. And I think the other thing is we've talked about this in the past is nutrition is there's a time and place definitely for treats and enjoyment that there's no question about it. But the base level of fruits and vegetables and water and keeping ourselves physically well-fed and protein and simple stuff. But again, going back to this base camp idea, this is what's going to allow us to go on these hikes that we don't even know are coming yet. The other one I wanted to mention is just this whole element of preparation is that to that last point, we the unknown's the toughest part right now, Stu. Would you agree with that? 100%, because everyone's sort of looking for an answer of like, when can we do this? When can we do this? And no one has any answers. No. Yeah. And a lot of times when you set up a base camp and you're preparing for a trek, you don't really know what's out there. Truthfully, you may have a map. You may have an expectation. But figuratively speaking, again, there's a lot of wild animals out there. The weather changes in the mountains very quickly. The river twists. The clouds come in. Sometimes the sun shines hot. And it's almost as if we've got to be prepared for what we don't know about. That being said, we can control what we can and take care of ourselves at the highest level. So thank you for that question because the approach I've been taking is really around this thinking about a base camp. You know, what would what would put us, myself and my family and those I care about in the best position for the adventure ahead? And I don't say adventure in a trite way at all. 
I just see that whatever's ahead is going to command a lot from us. 100%. I think that's a good way to, you know, really start the bit. Like you said, the base camp is really a good starting point for everyone. And if if you find yourself doing this, and that's naturally going to lead to a lot of energy and a lot of uh, kind of space in your home. So how do you how do you feel you best to manage this energy and the extra space that you do have in your house when you can't go outside? Yeah, you know, a lot of times people talk about corporate culture. They talk about business culture and what what's the culture in the office? You know, I've been thinking a lot, Stuart, about what's our culture at home. And you talked about space and time and what it looks like at home. And, what is really our culture at home? One one simple element that I think is crucial, and you alluded to it, is keeping our space as organized and tidy as possible. It may seem like an obvious point, but simple acts of making our bed, making sure the counter is clear, making sure your workplace is pristine at the end of the night. So when you come back there, if you're working out of home, you've got something to sit down to again. Another one I would say on this culture at home is really being mindful of how much news we consume. I agree with that. I find at the start of all this, I feel like I was taking too much in and it was super overwhelming. Yeah. So I've definitely cut that back. It can get overwhelming. Yeah. And I, I, I've thought about how do you, how do you manage that? Well, here's a thought for our, our listeners is stay up to date, but don't let it dictate. Stay up to date, but don't let it dictate. Cause what can happen a lot of times is we can become attached to what's going on rather than connected to the message. And when we become attached to anything, we become needy. We become needy, we become desperate, and we lose sight of the values and the virtues that lead us to freedom within ourselves. And so if we're connected to keeping updates, which I think is really important, there's a lot of excellent information out there from public health authorities reminding us what to do and, and getting the obvious updates on, on business, school, life in general, that's important to have. But if we allow it to dictate our culture at home can get severely compromised very quickly. I think another one is personal kindness and really being kind to others around us. So whether we live with people or we live on our own, this element of kindness contributes highly to the culture at home. So it's a, it's a big, this is a big point here. What does that mean? So I wanted to put that uh, towards you, Stu, is how do you, how do you, how do you conceive How do you see that? What does personal kindness mean to you at home in particular? I feel that for me, it really comes down to, you know, adjusting your mindset to realize that you aren't going to be doing a lot of things that you normally are doing, but you still can accomplish some things at home that kind of keep your mind focused and that you can feel good about. And, you know, just reminding yourself that this is an unknown situation. This has never happened before. Whatever you're doing is okay at home. It's just, you want to make yourself feel good. And I think that's key. Yeah. You know, you, you said it well is what you're doing is, is, is great. And it's acceptance is very important. It's easy to get ahead of ourselves and thinking, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And then you have all these shoulds in a row. Yeah. It doesn't serve you. And, and to our listeners out there, I would ask you to think about, you know, in the next four to five days, what have you been doing or what are you going to do to exude more personal kindness towards yourself and those people around you? And I think one element is laughter. My wife and the kids and I, we, we had a great weekend and we were, we were in the kitchen. I don't know how it started, Stu, but I, I wouldn't say it was an extensive one, but a, a water fight ensued. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so there were some good laughs yeah. and uh, it was some good levity for what's been going on. But the point is, is that the culture at home is really important. There's a, a definite gravity to the situation we're in and some seriousness and it's tough out there. 
But I think having laughter and being cognizant of the attitude and the just this, this state of affairs that we're handling in our homes is so important. See, if we have younger people in our home, they're watching us. Yeah. They're watching us. A lot of them have never been through this before. I have young kids. Stuart, they're watching everything I'm doing, everything I'm saying, watching my wife. If you live on your own, the mirror's watching you. The mirror's got its eye on you. Let's remember that. Even if we live with other people, every time you look in that mirror, those eyes looking back at you are making an assessment. What does that mean? That's our highest self looking back at us. I'm going to talk about that in a moment because the mirror doesn't lie. When you look into those eyes, you can ask yourself, is my audios matching my video? And what I'm doing matching what I'm saying? Am I Now, we're not looking for perfection. This is not about absolutes. This is about process. But going back to this whole idea of creating culture at home is having this connection to what you stand for and creating as much as that as you can in your den. It's it's actually incredible when you look at wild animals sometimes. Cougars, bears, wolves. You study those things. They keep pristine dens. Their dens are pristine. It's clean. There's space. It's tidy. Why? Because it keeps them sharp. It keeps them aware. It allows them to survive. Now, we're talking about this from a primal level when you talk about the wild animals. But similar to us, we have our dens as well. And the more we can work to keep them pristine in an environment, in a way that allows us to live effectively without clutter, without discord, without distraction, for the most part, it's going to set us way far ahead. And when it does get messy, and gets untidy, be kind. That's this, we're yeah. in a different spot right now. It's not, again, I'm going to go back to what I said before. This is not about absolutes. It's not about having it right all the time. It's not about that. It's about embracing the process of keeping it consistent. Yeah. I find it interesting. Like a lot of these things, you could be setting yourself up for success. You're feeling good about yourself, but hard days still come in when you're stuck inside and you, you know, you can't do the normal things you want to do. Like I have a pretty social friend group and we mm. still text and stuff and like mm. that, but it's like, you're just antsy to go out and see them and like go to a pub or something like that. Absolutely. So what, what keeps you going on those days that are harder than others? Hmm. Good one. It's a great question. You know, I, um, let me start with this. If I, if I could for a moment, engage all of our listeners and used to Monday, April 6th, I remember it. Things have been going well, been staying consistent as possible with my base camp mentality and with communication with my family and whatnot. But you know, Monday, April 6th hit, and this is what happened. I found myself overthinking, overcorrecting, and I was overtired. It got me, and I um, had a tough day. I remember just didn't have a tough day. I got to the afternoon, ran out of fuel, didn't have anything left, got a bit up ornery and uh, irritated, and took accountability, and so I said, said to my wife and the kids, I'm just going to go lie down for a while. Ended up lying down for about 90 minutes. And uh can't say it felt a lot better when I got up, but it was good. I, I laid down, so I landed the jet, so to speak. Yeah. But I found myself overthinking, and I found myself looping on a lot of things, and I overcorrected, tried to do too many things at one time, and then all of a sudden got overtired. So to your question now, what brought me back, and, and you know what? how do I get through these tough times? Well, I've been able to course correct on that one, and... I'm often telling myself, Stu, that this generation is going to be part of one of the greatest comeback stories of all time. 
I'm telling myself that. And I want to be part of it. I want to be part of one of the greatest comebacks of all time. And so that's what keeps me going. You know, you think of a boxing match. When a boxer gets knocked down, a, a male or female boxer, the referee doesn't count to one and the match is over. You got a 10 count. You got 10 counts. One, two, three, four. You got 10 counts to get up. That's life right now. We will get knocked down. And when the days are tough, I know I've been on the mat a few times. I've been thinking about my business. I've been thinking about my family, my parents, my team, my friends. Have I been nervous? Yep. Have I been scared? Sure. Have I overthought things? Absolutely. But life's about a 10 count. And I'd ask our listeners to think of yourself when you get knocked down, because we all will, embrace the 10 count. You got time to get back up. And if you want to lie on the mat for a little longer, that's okay. But life is about the comeback and about the tank. It's not how hard you get hit, it's how we take that hit. We've said this before in these podcasts. One of my favorite Rocky Balboa quotes. And having that 10 count, Stu, has allowed me to get back when I've been pushed up against the wall, so to speak. The other thing you alluded to it, we're all in this together. That's what keeps me going. You know, I think of the people on the front lines. I think of, gee, I think of our seniors who who've seen so much more than we have possibly been through a world war. And I think of all these young kids who are growing up in this generation, never seen anything like this. And then you and I kind of in the middle, we've seen a few things in our time, Mm -hmm. nine 11 and just some significant things that have happened in this world. And yet we're all in this together. And that's what keeps me going. The human condition. We're part of a tribe that's up against one of the toughest, toughest narratives and enemies of, of our generation. And I think the more we stick together and remind ourselves that people are doing the best they can to get up off that mat and to provide their personal kindness and share their love and affection and connection with other people gives me strength and power. It's just my idea. Thanks for asking the question. Yeah. How about you? What, what, what have you done to, you know, uh, fortify yourself during these times? I feel that it's, it kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about and, and kind of reflections on these first few weeks. And it's, it's really like, I feel like it's shown almost the best of people. Like, yes, mm-hmm. there's been some negative things sure. out there, but I feel like people have really come together to help, to provide. And, uh, it's really, sh- you know, put a positive spin on, on people these days with how divided countries are and all politically and all that kind of stuff. It's sort of as bad as it's been. It's been nice to see people just come together for their communities. And that's kind of what I feel has been, has kept me going. And it's been like, there is good people here. Don't always pay attention to everything that's being put out there. Like these people are here to help. And it's, uh, it's just been really nice to see. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I think for our listeners too, is to ask you all with us today is ask yourself what you're doing to be a part of that. Cause we know you are. And I think it's important to have that reflection of asking yourselves, what am I doing to provide strength and continuity to that positivity out there? So important. Reflections wise, as you mentioned, Stu, I, I see amidst the challenge. I do agree. There's, there's a, there's a lot of goodness out there right now. I, I've heard more thank yous in the media, on commercials. Uh, it's, it's, it's heartwarming to see the level of gratitude. And Esther and Jerry Hicks, two wonderful authors, actually wrote about this. They said at one time that gratitude is one of the highest qualities which is most connected to source within us. And so right now, 
with this up, you know, upswell of, of gratitude and this strength of this movement of people being so appreciative, that energy, to our point before, I think can contribute to the healing. I was going to say the same thing. I, I feel like it's going to make a change after we come out of this and how people approach things, yeah. which I feel is a very positive way to look at it. Because when we're grateful, you actually feel strong. You want empowerment? Dial right into gratitude. It's one of the best pathways at all. We talked earlier in this conversation about trailheads. Well, sometimes you don't know what's out there, but if you take gratitude with you, you'll find your way. Mm-hmm. Another one I wanted to mention on this and for reflection is I've been walking with my family in the evenings and you know, Stu, we'd be walking on the other side of the street, keeping the social distance. I found myself waving to people. Mm. Just lift my hand, just wave to people. Yeah. I can't say I've ever really done that before. I've smiled, definitely smiled, but I can't say I've ever waved to people. I find myself waving. People wave back. It's it's like an acknowledgement that, hey, we're all doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're in it together. Yeah. And so that reflection, I think, to your point, admits the tension and admits some of the negativity and the, the adversity. There is a lot of goodness out there. We are part of the consciousness that can move this generation, this story forward beyond this very, very difficult time. Yeah, I feel like that's a strong mindset to move forward with. Is there anything else that you recommend for the next step of this path that we're on? Like we mentioned, we don't know when this is over. It's an unknown. But what do you feel you can recommend for people for this next stage? Yeah, I would say definitely connect to the highest version of ourselves. And what I mean by that, ask yourself, what would it look like when you're connected to your highest virtues and values? So when you're connected to your authenticity, vulnerability, toughness, kindness, and acceptance, when you're connected to those things, and and those are just some ideas I've contributed, I'd ask our listeners to think of what is your reality in terms of your virtues and values. But when you're connected to that, your highest self, you got to ask yourself, how would my highest self guide me? right now? What would it say to me? What would my, what would the older, wiser version of myself say to me to guide me right now? So I think that's part of the mindset. I think another element is this is going to contribute to clarity, presence, and gratitude as we mentioned before. And here's a key point. When we embrace these ideas, and I'm going to say them again, clarity, presence, gratitude, we actually strengthen our mental immunity. And right now, physiologically, we're staying home because we have to keep your immunity strong so that we don't contract this virus. That being said, with a healthy culture at home, positive communication, personal kindness, we can actually strengthen our mental immunity, our spiritual immunity, who we are, so that when we're moving through this, we become more connected and stronger with what we stand for. And here's a key, Stu, our resilience to make the comeback. I really feel, you know, the strength comes from the inside on this. And from a mindset standpoint, we all have a shot to be a part of that. Yeah, I, I feel that, like I, I mentioned, all of this is there's so much, you know, the negativity that could be surrounded by it. But I really want everyone to kind of really focus on the positive things that you can see, the positive things that are out there. And I think we are really going to come out of this better people on the other end. Very well said. Thank you for yeah. that. And uh, as as we did last time, I want to really extend our gratitude on behalf of us and all our listeners to all the frontline workers, the doctors, the nurses, the support staff, the first responders, people working in the stores, people driving the trucks on quiet highways right now to bring goods and safety supplies and personal protective equipment to our, to our front lines. We're so grateful for that, that it's a team effort out there. 
like we said, to make a comeback, you have to have a great team. And I believe this team that we have out there on the front lines, we can only imagine what they're going through. We want to salute you. We want to thank you and send you our strength and love because we're, it kind of feels too like we're still only getting started. I'm hoping I'm wrong on that, but I think we got a ways to go still. That's okay. It's, you know, like we said before, you get knocked down, you keep coming back and we've got such a strong front line up there with all these people digging deep and finding a way to protect themselves and all of us. It's incredible the gift they've given to this generation. So I want to just express our gratitude for that. I think um, the last point I'll make is that is just continue to take care of yourselves out there for all our listeners. We'll be back on this again. But take the time to look in that mirror. Look at the eyes staring back at you. Ask yourself a question. Make sure you say thank you to a person looking right back at you because you'll revisit that person again. As the days go on, as the weeks go on, you'll look at yourself in the eye again. And as the years go by and as time goes by, you're going to look back. You're going to remember who that person was. And we have an opportunity now to do whatever we can for ourselves and those around us to build the best version of ourselves in this realm. And we wish all of you the very best. We've got resources on my website. If you want further ideas on my blog, ranjbawa.com, this podcast, my Instagram at ranjbawa. We've got a lot of resources going out there. Stu, I want to thank you for coming in today. And to all you listeners, thank you for being a part of this. We send our best wishes and love your way.